where we are. In a posture of prayer, let us hear the word of the Lord from Psalm 34. Come, open your mouth and taste. Open your eyes and see how good God is. Blessed are you who run to him. Come and open your mouth and taste. Open your eyes and see how good God is. Blessed are you who run to him. Please be seated. I'd invite you this morning, if you're comfortable, to close your eyes and to hear again the Gospel of Luke 15 in the following paraphrase from the message. Holy Spirit, we ask that you're you would, through your word, speak into the imaginations of our hearts, our minds, and our histories, correct our misconceptions of you, bring healing to us in Jesus. Heal us as a people, your people, heal us as a community, so that we would be, continued to be the body of Christ. And we pray in Jesus' name. By this time, a lot of men and women of questionable reputation were hanging around Jesus, listening intently. And the Pharisees and religion scholars were not pleased, not at all pleased. And they growled, he takes in sinners, eats meals with them, treating them like old friends. And their grumbling triggered this story that Jesus told. Suppose one of you had a hundred sheep and lost one. Wouldn't you leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the lost one until you found it? And when found, you can be sure you had put it across your shoulders rejoicing. And when you got home, calling your friends and your neighbors saying, celebrate with me. I found my lost sheep. Count on it. There's more joy in heaven over one sinner's rescued life than over 99 good people in no need of rescue. Or Jesus said, imagine a woman who has 10 coins and loses one. She'd light a lamp and scour the house, looking in every nook and cranny until she finds it. And when she finds it, you can be sure that she'll call her friends and her neighbors. Celebrate with me. I found my lost coin. Count on it. That is the kind of party God's angels throw every time one lost soul turns to God. There may be something in particular that stood out for you in this passage from Luke. You may have observed yourself as the one being searched for. 
perhaps the ones critical of Jesus hanging out with those considered despicable and dirty in the community. Or you may identify as one who doesn't want to be found, would prefer not to be found. There are several observations I'd like for us to see together in these 10 verses. The first thing is we see on first glance at the heart of the passage something that is clear to the story, but we can easily miss it, and without seeing it affects the rest of this chapter of Luke 15. Jesus regularly spent time with and embraced the very people at the margins of the culture of the communities, including those whom the religious rejected either because of these sinners' ignorance, in the sense, no knowledge of God, or their blatant disregard for the holiness of God. Jesus spends time with and embraces the very people at the margins regularly. Well, as a parish community in Centertown, we are acutely aware of some of our neighbors who we can so easily avoid or ignore. Of course, the demographic is much broader than this. You may have friends or family who decided to turn their life, go another direction, give the finger to the world, and now you cry out for them to come back, to come back to the Father. And in each of these instances, it's, it hurts to see it. And it's often very complicated relationally. And so it is easier, I have learned, to ignore or deny their existence. By this time, a lot of men of questionable reputation were hanging around Jesus listening, and the religious leaders growled. He takes in sinners, eats meals with them, treating them like old friends. There's a deep grace here, friends. Though Jesus never affirms their lifestyle, he knows exactly who each of these people are, and he is hospitable, not sharing meals from a difference, from a distance, but in close proximity, conversation, sharing space, eating food, which must be one of the most intimate things we can do with one another. Consider this table that Jesus chose to feed us. So the grumbling we read triggered the story. And of course you heard that someone had a hundred sheep lost one. Wouldn't you leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the lost one until you found it? Or the, imagine the woman who's 10 coins and loses one. Won't she find a lamp, scour the house, looking in every nook and cranny? So when we think of the image of the shepherd, the protective one, the seeking shepherd centuries earlier in the Old Testament. We can see here in Luke, as one observer shared, that in the Jesus' actions on earth correspond exactly to God's love in the heavenly realm. Let me say that again. Jesus' actions on earth correspond exactly to God's love in the heavenly realm. Just to kick things off, 
Do you, do I, do we have an openness, time, space, trust, love, to be open to those who Jesus loves? Those who Jesus loves and his actions, as we heard, correspond exactly to God's love in the heavenly realms. So the first thing we see here is that Jesus spends time with, embraces the very people on the margins of society. Secondly, that sinners should know that God's looking for them. If you're running from the Lord, you need to know today that there's a large target on the back of your head. Jesus is looking for you because he loves you. He wants you to receive his searching love, his forgiveness and mercy as gift. Do you know that? And he never gives up. Even when we've come to Jesus and we may just take off down that trail for a while. And say, I mean, he's pursuing us all the time. Imagine a woman who has ten coins and loses one. Won't she light a lamp and scour the house? We are being pursued by the shepherd, or as one author said, the hound of heaven. So, sinners, we should know that God is looking for us, searching for us. Third is sinners should know that God is looking for them. Followers of Jesus, that is, his disciples, his apprentices, should, and we see this in old kingdom teaching, tenaciously, doggedly, always engage in the search for sinners on behalf of the one they serve and are obedient to. And that person is? Any guess? Jesus, there, we got that one. As sinners should know that God is persistently looking for them, followers of Jesus should tenaciously, doggedly, always engage in the search for sinners on behalf of the one they serve and are obedient to, that is, Jesus. In other words, to quote Daryl Bach, finding lost sheep, finding missing coins is the church, that's us around the world, the church comprised of us disciples, its priority is to look for lost sheep and missing coins. Jesus himself involved with sinners. Disciples also involved with sinners. End stop. No footnote. No way to get it rationalized outside of the model of Jesus. Well, we are apparently coming out of COVID. And uh, I don't know what that means yet, but it sure feels good. And maybe this hasn't been a priority for us, this idea of tenaciously, doggedly engaging in the search for sinners. Because I think in COVID, at least I have found, we've been living in the mode of survival, maybe. We've reprioritized things. And while generally we are often living apart, removed, and in some cases alienated from others, even those in our own family. So if you feel a little bit like that, 
It's okay. A lot of us do. We talked in our staff prayer meetings on Sunday that traction, regaining traction, and whatever that might mean in the details, is difficult with an awareness this has affected everybody. So it's okay to say that. But friends, do I got a package for you. I want you to be encouraged that there are presently opportunities to participate and get involved in seeking out those who may be lost, whatever their background, whatever their demographic. The first is Alpha, where we discuss who this shepherd Jesus is over food, watching a video discussion. There's a gathering where there are no stupid answers and anyone and everyone is invited. If you feel that Jesus was a unicorn, well, that's what you think and you come out, no one's going to kick you out the door. Fair? The idea is that there's no dress code, no comments or questions banned. Come check it out, help in the evening, and speak to Pastor Ben right here if you haven't met him. So, Alpha, evangelizing, telling people who Jesus is, searching on behalf of the shepherd, those who Jesus loves. Secondly, one of the incentives of the being a good neighbor group, that's a group that came out of our envisioning process, wants us to continue to get to know our community better. Who's our neighbor? Well, we're going to have a prayer walk. And we invite you to a group of parishioners or strangers who will deliberately, prayerfully walk the streets of Centertown neighborhoods after the worship service on September 25th. We'll meet in the parish hall, which is downstairs at 12.30, set out from the church in small groups to hear from the Lord, to pay attention to the who and what of our surroundings, what they look like, what they smell like, from all walks of life, including yours truly. And then we'll meet for a short time afterwards to share what we've seen and heard. And if you want, you can sign up to join us. Um, you can use the link that you got in the parish update. There's also a sign-up sheet at the back. And if you say, that date doesn't work with me, be encouraged, friends. There's another one happening on October 11th. And for more information, could you please speak to Greg or Alan? Alan's up there with his hand up waving, and Greg is over here. They'd love to tell you more. We're all invited. Third, get involved in the hospitality ministry of Place to Go that's held every Friday night, even if you can just do once a month. Since the 1970s, a place to go on Friday uh, includes food, fellowship, occasional worship services, and along with our annual dinner, this has helped us to foster long-standing relationships with our community. You're part of a team of big-hearted, motley crew like us that are here who keep this ministry forward, volunteering, praying, making sandwiches, making soup. Speak to Kate. Is Kate here today? Kate is there. So Kate, place to go. Pastor Ben, Alpha, Alan, Greg on the prayer walk. Well, I want you to know before I go any farther, I'm not selling Amway. We're just talking about ways and opportunities in which we too, as we follow Jesus, can be in the presence, not as project, but be in the presence and with those that Jesus loves and has called us to love.
So we looked at several observations in these 10 verses. First, we saw Jesus spending time embracing the very people at the margins of the community. And we're reminded that Jesus' actions on earth correspond exactly to God's love in the heavenly realm. Secondly, that sinners should know that God is looking for them. He's looking for you because he loves you. Because he wants, he wants you to have the freedom of old language bondage, of self-medication, of being restricted by the sense of self-deification, self-worship of being only to love oneself. So, know that God's looking for you. He's looking for me. And last is sinners, or third last is sinners, we should know that God is per persistently looking for them. Followers of Jesus are called, therefore, to tenaciously, doggedly engage in the search for sinners on behalf of Jesus. And our last observation, friends, which is the heart of all ten verses and expressed so well in the words of the woman who found the lost coin. Celebrate with me. I found it. I found my lost coin. Count on it, Jesus said. That is the kind of party God's angels throw every time one lost soul turns to God. And the shepherd who finds the lost sheep Celebrate with me. I found my lost sheep. Count on it. There's more joy in heaven over one sinner's rescued life than over 99 good people in need, no need of rescue. All the realms of heaven, all those places we can't see cosmically behind the world of matter here are having a party. And the angels, we're told, are joining in the finding of the lost. The point of this parable, in fact, these two side by side, which are later followed by the Good Samaritan, there's a party going on that heaven's having a party. The angels are joining in because Jesus has found his lost one. And if we do not search for those who are lost in love, we will be out of tune with the reality of God and his kingdom. Friends, just as a reminder, what is this place about? What is this church about? The mission of this parish after going through an envisioning of one and a half years, is to share God's transforming love from the heart of Ottawa. Why? How come? Do we know that part? So more people would know Jesus. What an incredible opportunity. Let's pray. Uh, Father, we thank you that in this parable you're very clear about uh, the invitation, although it's more than that, the expectation that we who have known the mercy of God in Jesus are to be present with those who are marginalized wherever they are in life. And so this morning we just recommit ourselves 
to the mission of what you have called us to. And we pray that you would, in a very unique way, anoint us personally and as a community to seek out the lost. Holy Spirit, come. Guard us from fear. Guard us from hesitation. Guard us from embarrassment. Because we know your spirit will speak through us. Jesus has told us this. And we pray this in his name. Amen.